and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Monday the 21st of December. My name is Ben and I'm joined for the last time before Christmas by Andrew. How are you, mate? All right. Merry Christmas to you. We will not see you before, will I? <laughs> no, you will not. And uh, yeah, same to you. Sorry, the way I was building that up there, it sounds like I was like the last time you will ever be on this podcast but yeah well you never know do you unless, unless i've got some breaking news from you but hopefully you're going to be here into no, the new year I, I, I had some of the uh the old the beer this is promotion without even putting an advert in beer 52 came and i i mixed it up with some black beers this week some darker beers oh, I. I felt absolutely horrendous today after <laughs> i had four of them and i was like oh my god my stomach's so maybe if I carry on drinking them, this might be the last one. But <laughs> yeah, other other varieties of beer are available from uh, that. Yeah, oh, they were one. really nice at the time. I do like a darker beer, but it's just played havoc with my guts the day after. Probably didn't help with the uh, United's match being a nerve wracker. Really, it was it? a little bit. Yeah, uh, two points. We moved from one to two. Yeah, so in your face, chip fork jokes. Put that yeah, one in the bin. Exactly, yeah. um, the wonderfully named uh, Crack Horse informed me on Twitter. We were the uh, the only team in the entire football league to double their points tally this weekend. So boom, get in. And I think I think generally um, not losing is a hell of a lot better than losing. I would say feeling wise, yeah. you know. I run. I watched the games. I, I, the first time all season, I've watched the two games that come after. Mm. I uh, yeah, I was right there with you, and uh, I think. I mean, look, we talked about it last week, didn't we? Um, I think generally there seems to be a lot of acceptance that we are going to get relegated this season. It's the yeah. worst worst start in top flight history, not just Premier League history. It would require something pretty miraculous at this it's stage. It's the second worst start ever in any league behind uh, Newport County um, in 1970-something. Since the, the, the league tier system, you know, there were four divisions or whatever. That's an excellent stat drop and uh, yeah. rich company indeed to be in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that kind of informs this, like, you know, even though we conceded in the 87th minute or whatever and, um, you know, threw away three points, if you like, it's kind of like, well, you know, this is better than not losing. Like, I feel a bit more upbeat about that. Um, is that similar to what you felt? Yeah, completely. I think I, I was a bit disappointed because obviously... It did seem in a weird way, as much as I kept thinking they're going to score any minute, I did start thinking, this looks like it could be one of those weird games. You're down to 10 men, you're bottom of the league, you win 1-0. Mm. You know, I imagine it from a Brighton fan's point of view, thinking, how have we managed to do this? You know, it's just one of those weird games football's throw up. But, um, yeah, I, I, I can't fault the, the commitment and everything, which is, we've said, haven't we, on here, that, yeah, we, we, we are lacking the quality and stuff, but we would disappointed with them against Southampton because of the work rate and the effort and the uh well basically I won't say professionalism but you know the we just we just looked a mess and I think the last two games we can't really have much arguments these last two games in a season where we've got more than one point you're thinking yeah we're doing all right really yeah I've, this is it yeah you just want to see that sort of especially if you accept the very likely reality that we're going to be in the championship next season mm. it's like just just show me something and yeah I, I yeah. took a I took a lot of heart out of this game because it was the first time in, I would say, maybe a handful of times this season where I could see what the plan was in the second yep. half with 10 men particularly, um, and I felt we executed it really well. And it's like I can get I can get completely on board with that. You know, we look, we look well coached, which we haven't done in some of these recent games, I don't think, from, you know, from defence to attack and just, uh, yeah, playing with um, with purpose, even if, I guess, a lot of that purpose was defend the box because 
that was kind of the necessity of the game at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it were a bit, it were a little bit like the Villa game early in the season, but much better. I felt in an attacking sense, we actually created three or four good chances. Mm, that's yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like, uh, it, I felt like it was clear how we were going to try and score a goal. You know, it wasn't just yeah. like whack it to McBurney and hope he flicks it onto himself because there's no one within thirty yards of him, and then. Charged as it happens, that's uh, exactly how we scored a goal against Brighton <laughs> away yeah. last season. But uh, yeah, things are slightly different this year. Um, I will say, pretty frustrated uh, before kickoff uh, that there was no change in formation. Mm. Um, not surprised, I don't think. I, I, I no, don't know. I think you messaged me saying, "Are you ready for another three-five-two coming up?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Lundstrom replaces Berger, who regrettably, is, is out for three months with a uh, a really bad hamstring injury by the sounds yeah, of it. I think that's pretty much the season done, I would have thought, um, because I found the tendons come away from the bow, and I think even when he comes back, that's going to be... I don't know. Yeah, he might be back from the end, but I don't think we're going to see much of him. Yeah, I would say, yeah, he, I mean, that's going to take you to the end of March before he's even available again, if that's yeah. to be believed. And Yeah, yeah I mean, that season's probably going to be all over by the shouting at that point, you would think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Lundstrom starts instead of him somewhat uh, fatefully, as it turns out, and uh, and Brewster starts instead of Burke. Um, one significant thing uh, that I didn't mention last week, but uh, this weekend, from this weekend, um, Premier League clubs able to name nine people on the substitutes bench, which uh, became significant later it on. It really which, did, yeah. Which yeah. we will get to. Um so I mean that first kind of twenty, uh, well, first thirty minutes really was, um, well, it was everything I expected really from the no change in formation. You know, just I thought we were appalling to be honest in that first twenty minutes. I think we had a couple of good moments in possession, maybe in the first ten minutes without doing anything at all. Yeah. Obviously, we just looked weak. They were going through through us every single time. There were an awful bit where Robinson just got barged out of the way and they put across it. I mean, to be fair, Brighton didn't really create too much, but. I just thought they looked a far better football team than us. And they are a decent side to watch, Brighton, in terms of the passing and stuff. But we just didn't look at it again. And it was just I just felt that you were sat there watching it thinking, well, they're going to score in a minute. So Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very much the, the pessimistic mindset this season has kind yeah. of uh, taught us, I think, with, uh, you know, that's... <laughs> it's not an overreaction to feel that way. I thought but... it were a dreadful game the first half an hour from Brighton as well, to be fair. I don't think they were very good. Yeah, it was interesting. The uh, I don't know how closely you were listening to the commentators, but um, I think it, I think it might have been Akoku that was saying this. He was saying how Brighton are a nice team, like they're not really gonna they're not really gonna bully you. They're just gonna keep doing their thing yeah. all the way through the game, really, which is you know a lot of possession and you know try and work uh, work a good shot that kind of thing. And Dion Dublin said the same match of the day last night. He said it's all right being nice, but you know you know he showed you their XGs and stuff like that, and they're, they're really low down on that. So. Mm, although they weren't by the end of this game, as uh, no, no, doesn't true, get yeah. to. But uh, yeah, that first thirty minutes, so, yeah, another, yet another game. I'm just sat there going, "We're gonna like we're gonna lose. We're gonna concede a goal." And we, I don't think we've had a single. Sh- oh, sorry, we had had one shot at that point, and uh, it was by Lund- John Lundstrom, and he was about ten yards inside our half when he took that <laughs> shot. And I didn't see that. I had my head down. I looked up, and he said, "Lundstrom." And I'm like, "Whoa!" What's it was going annoying on? because it was a really good bit of football to like play out of danger, and then we won a like. Won a free kick. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of winning free kicks this season for some reason. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, well done for falling over. Thank you. And then, yeah, uh, yeah he just uh, he went for goal and uh, it sort of, well, the keeper just, <laughs> the keeper chested it down. That's yeah. that's how little danger um, it was in. 
But um, yeah, I, I thought we were going to concede. I mean, um, I think Basham did save a goal from. I think it was Morpé, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Where he, uh, in fact, I think it was that one you mentioned where Jack Robinson just gets shrugged off the ball and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and gets pulled yeah. back, and uh, Basham sticks out a foot and ends up kicking it into. Ramsdale's arm. Then does an amazing little cheer. I don't know if you know it is that. Mm, yeah. Like come on. <laughs> what a guy. Um, yeah. So as much as I was kind of annoyed that we'd gone with the same, the same plan that has very much not worked this season, got to give a lot of credit here. This was very. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to say old school, rather, but certainly a very throwback. Brave. Very brave. Thirty-three minutes. Fleck comes off. Um, not injury related. Completely tactical. Burke comes on. And uh, we completely change change shape, go for, to much more of a four three one two. Looks we, a lot better. We look miles better. Yeah, I mean, within yeah. ten seconds, we'd had our most dangerous attack. Where, um, yeah. yeah, Burke, they just couldn't deal with Burke's speed. And I think it's Dunk, isn't it? It gets around the back of him, and he ends up bringing him down. And uh, we get a free kick on the edge of the area, from which McGoldrick produced a fantastic save from the keeper. He does. Have you seen McGoldrick running off? As yeah, well? the the reaction from behind the shot is. Is brilliant. He definitely thought it. I think all the Brighton fans behind that goal thought it was in yeah, as well. Yeah, because they stood up like it were a goal, didn't they? Mm, yeah, it was... I mean, it was on that side. Like, it was... Uh, it's not like he went over the wall or anything like that, but no. the sort of trajectory of the ball, it was more or less, like, uh, impacting the ground as it reached the keeper. So, really hard to get down to. Yeah, that was an amazing save. But I love this. We suddenly... You know, McGoldrick's popping up everywhere. Burke's... It, I mean, it, it just the, the the immediate change in how... Uh, their comfort levels on the ball, Brighton, was so stark. They really didn't... They were not prepared for us to do no. that and the effect no, no, it would no. have. Um, so that was great. I was like, this is brilliant. We suddenly look like much better than them for five minutes. And uh, yeah, then uh, unfortunately an incident happened that I thought was like, I might as well turn the game off now. Yeah, I think um, everyone would just had the, the, the finger on the button, didn't they, to turn it off. <laughs> So what happens here? John Lundstrom, uh, we, we win possession, don't we? And Lundstrom takes a heavy touch mm-hmm. and then flies into a tackle on, uh, I can't remember the fellow's name, I think it was the right back, wasn't it? Bel- Beltman, I think. Or as I uh, reread it later, I've read it as Vietnam, but <laughs> it says Lundstrom dived in on Vietnam. He's like, certainly... Uh, tackle. <laughs> sure, he's certainly uh, platooned to the floor, the, uh, the Brighton player. Thank you very much. Um <laughs> Referee initially gives him a yellow card, obviously surrounded by Brighton players, as you would expect. VAR advises him to go to the monitor, have another look, and you, uh, you know what's going to happen there, don't you? Yeah, I don't. I can't remember many times where somebody's gone to the monitor and not changed their mind. So yeah, yeah as soon as he went over, I was like, oh, he's off. And yeah. uh, sure enough, he was. What well, um, talk me through? Uh, what well, tell me what you think about it now, as opposed to in the moment. I think it's a it's a stupid challenge. There's no need to go in like that. I, I don't know. Again, it's another one where Andrew doesn't know the rules <laughs> because <laughs> I, I was shouting at the time saying I don't think that's bad at all. That's not that's not a sending off. And then literally every single pundit I've seen and every writer I've seen has said in this day and age that is a sending off. And Wilder pretty much admitted it as well. He said like you know he he'd, he'd like to have seen challenges like that mm-hmm. uh, still be allowed, but they're not. So. Yeah, I think he's sort of. He's, I don't think he's gone in with any malice to injure the player or anything like that, but I, I do think that he's out of control. He's not no real chance of winning. I mean, he sort of did win the ball, but 
Yeah, it's it's just not it's, it's a clumsy challenge, isn't it? Yeah, he does win the ball first. I think we can be clear. He on does. That. Yeah, I, it's a straight because it's the heat of the moment. Everything looks worse when you slow it down. And mm. I don't think. I mean, I saw some Brighton fans say, "No, oh, it's a leg break." And it's like, oh, come on. Do you know what I mean? Let's not. I mean, I think you're going way too far by saying anything like that. But yeah, in this day and age, it's a sending off, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, it actually looks worse because the Brighton player. It's a fifty-fifty that the Brighton player pulls out of his yeah, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. ends up sort of jumping up in the air rather than going into the tackle. I think I really ummed and ahed on this, to be honest. But I think uh, I think I can boil down my opinion on it to if the ref had just shown him a red straight off, I don't think I would have complain too much to be honest yeah so yeah that's I thought kind of... we were going to be off as soon as, as soon as I saw the challenge first off I thought he's off because mm. just the way the Brighton player went down and then they surrounded the ref I thought that looks bad and then he gave him a yellow and then as soon as he went to VAR as I'm watching it I'm saying that there's nothing wrong with that he wins the ball and all this sort of stuff yeah. but I've since looked to what everyone else is saying and uh, and yeah, they are the rules. I don't think it's. I don't think it's an awful challenge. I've, like I said, I saw, saw some Brighton fans saying like it were a disgusting challenge, slagging Wilder because Wilder said, "Oh, I think fans want to see challenges like that." And they're like, "He could have broke his leg." I, I think they're being a bit sort of uh, precious there, to be fair. But um, I think it is a sending off in this day and age. I, don't, I, I listened to uh, Dion Dublin and Michael Richards last night. They both said it was sending off, and Michael Richards said if he'd have done it in his day, yeah, it's a yellow card, but. So, you know, it's not his day anymore, is it? It's not his day anymore, that's it, yeah. Yeah, even Roy Keane thought it was a red card, so wow. Yeah, Roy Keane <laughs> talked a lot of nonsense yesterday, to be fair. <laughs> after the Leeds game, he was like, I-, I really love how Leeds play. It's like they were 4 0 down after half an hour, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my um, you know, putting my, my Homer hat on for a moment, um, I-, I would argue it wasn't a clear mistake that needed to be overturned by VAR. No, no, no. no. So I was a little bit surprised. Uh, it's surprised in that respect, I guess. But yeah, as you say, to, when when refs are advised to go to the monitor, they generally do change their decision, don't they? So um, yeah, uh, one other thing to say about that: um, it comes from a poor touch. Like it, it doesn't need to get into that situation. It's Lundstrom himself who takes a bad touch, and it gets away from him. He's not under any pressure when he takes that touch, and unfortunately, that has been you know kind of indicative of our entire season, really. Just a a lack of quality on the ball and, and just doing stupid things with it. So yeah. I, I don't I don't want to single him out as the only player that... You're a terrible touch, absolutely awful yeah. touch. Uh, I mean, we're on the break as well, weren't we? That's it, yeah, with one possession. Yeah, we turned it over. Uh, we're having that great spell, as I said. And then he does that, and you're just thinking that's, that is the end of the game. You know, we've already kind of... Um, we've made our move, if you like, tactically. Mm. We've taken off one yeah. midfielder. Berger's obviously not available. What on earth are we going to do now? But I, I like... Are, are we right? He's out for three games, by the way. I haven't checked, but yeah, I think you're, I think you're right with it being a dangerous play rather than professional yeah. foul. So, yeah, leaves us, uh, leaves us a little bit thin on numbers in midfield now. Um, what was I going to say? I, I like that we kept three strikers on here, though, um, with McGoldrick. You know, albeit McGoldrick was dropping into midfield, but I like that we kind of rolled with that. I think that was the right thing to do. We moved sort of uh, we moved Basham more into midfield, didn't we? Uh, at yeah. least in the second half. So he had some kind of energy and mobility in midfield there with um, with Basham and Ampadu, and yeah, yeah McGoldrick yeah. was popping up everywhere, and we kept that threat of you can't just pile everyone forward. I mean, Southampton, they, uh, I think, as I said at the time, you know, they. They could just play two at the back. They didn't need their yeah, full-backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because... It makes it even more strange, that team selection at Southampton, to me. Mm, uh, it, it really does, yeah. 
Um, and yeah, the you know the the one that we when we did make a change in the second half, it was to bring on an attack minded player in. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Jaden Bogle, a wild, a wild Jaden Bogle appears. I, in the team. I, I mean, I'm, I was delighted when I saw him just because he was someone new, and I was, bit, I was like, wow, because I don't think he gets on. I don't think he gets on the bench uh, if we got back down to seven subs. Uh, yeah, probably not. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I think Wilder said that before, any about um, you know we don't we don't want to sort of uh, we don't feel the need to have another right wing back on the bench. No. Um but yeah, he's you know, he played a sort of um kind of a wide midfield role, didn't he? I mean yeah. uh, I I got the logic um that while well, they said afterwards that uh, March had been giving us loads of problems yeah. down the left, so yeah. uh, he helped negate that as well, but also gave us a lot of energy going forward and I'm really impressed with him. I don't want to go too far it's obviously it's a weird circumstance of a game and mm-hmm. uh, he's only played what played half an hour or whatever it was, but yeah, really impressive debut I thought. He was, and uh, he was involved in uh, starting and finishing the move that gave us a surprise lead. Although, you know, we'd we'd had a couple of moments, hadn't we, with, yeah. with 10 men. You know, there was that... Uh, and I've got to say, they all come because Oliver Burke is on the pitch. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe we can talk about him a bit more here as well. But, yeah, he had that... Um, you know, Burke sets up that chance for Ender on the break where he, uh, he puts it just wide, where, you know, it's, it's only his pace and movement that gets us into that position. Mm-hmm. It's a, a great ball by McGoldrick, if you remember, that sort of first time yeah, 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 lofted yeah. pass over the top. And there, there were a couple of other times he got away as well when he was doing like a you know, like a, a performing seal trick at one bit, just <laughs> <laughs> just bouncing the ball on his head as he ran, ran yeah. along. But yeah, I mean... I felt the Vogel sub brought Burke into it a lot more in the second half as well because mm. I, I think I, we changed tactics about 200 times in this game, so... <laughs> It's really difficult to sort of pinpoint what was going on, but I do think Burke were on the left for a very small amount of time in that second half, and yeah. we weren't get because we were playing Brewster up front on his own, and we weren't getting as much out of him as as we would have when he went through the middles. And I think when uh, Brewster came off a of Bogle, it meant we could play Burke as a striker, mm. Bogle on the right, and then I think McGoldrick was just sort of picking up everything on the left, weren't he, until Osborne came on. Yeah, yeah, I think McGoldrick was just everywhere. I mean, Burke yeah. is uh, Burke's on the left for the goal as it happens yeah that's right um well well let's talk about the goal now because this uh yeah involves a lot of players um and it's it's stark watching this move from its you know beginning to end compared with the football we've played through the rest of the season i think because there's sort of seven or eight players that get on the ball and do something positive with it i think uh, i think it's bogle that wins it initially basham has like a good sort of uh or it comes to Ampadu, who plays a, uh, one of his sort of 95% power passes into Basham. Yeah. I'm not sure about Ampadu. I feel like every pass is just slightly under hit and makes me sort of go, ooh. I did message you halfway through the set. I just said, I, I don't know if I like him. Not as a man. <laughs> just as, I, I don't know. There's something not, I don't know. It's early days, obviously. He's not played that many games, but yeah, he's passing. I don't know. It's, it's almost. I don't know. It's just weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's like I say. It's just. It does just enough to get there, whilst yeah. uh, also making me sort of like cringe on my sofa, oh, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, Basham has a good turn. Robinson gets on the ball, and you know, he, good bit of confidence from centre back at that point to kind of you know turn away from his man, play up to Ender, plays a good through ball. I to thought McGo- Robinson Go had on, a sorry. terrible first half and a really good second half. In fairness to him. Hmm. And we've found that since he hadn't trained all week, so I don't know, he must have had an illness of some sort. But Yeah, or uh, or an injury or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, he, he did well as uh, 
Well, about as well as we could have asked for, I think, in a in a back four as well. Um, yeah, 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 as yeah. As opposed to in a three, so an even an even bigger ask for him, I suppose. Um, yeah, Burke sort of flicks it back to Stevens, plays a good ball to McGoldrick, gets cut back to Jaden Bogle pop, popping up on the left side of the uh, six yard box, and he just uh, swings his foot through it, takes a deflection into the goal for a a surprised lead, like against the run of play, but also kind of going to plan I felt I was like yeah yeah it wasn't the biggest shock of all the biggest shock is it weren't just allowed for offside <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I was sat there going I'm like get it it's like one of the biggest I've cheered this season I'm mm. like come on and then oh we're going to be offside and I saw because the the way the, the replay saw I, I didn't see March and I thought oh Burke's offside no <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately not and yeah what an impact from uh, from Bogle good for him you know taking a chance to get in the box and uh and having a shot. So, uh, yeah, we go 1-0 up and you're sort of thinking, we, we've kind of kept Brighton, you know, pretty comfortably away from our goal for most of uh, most of the game up to that point. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of <clears throat> continued. I've got to be honest, I was a little surprised when I saw the stats after this because I think they had 21 shots. Yeah, which, I was actually, yeah. 21 shots and I think 16 inside the box as well, which that really surprised me. I mean, there were a few kind of uh, yeah. pinballing moments, weren't there? So... You know, I'd, I'd say Ramsdale pulled one really good save off. I think in the entire game, really good save in terms of the. Do you know when he, he pushes it out and then gets the re, uh, the second ball as well? Mm. I can't remember yeah, what player no. it was. Is it Morpe or, or it Connolly? Yeah, one of those two. Uh, and, he, and that I think that's the only really, really, really good save. I think it was decent, Ramsdale. Don't get me wrong, but I think that's the only save I can say. Yeah, that were a really, really top save. Yeah, and this is it. We. It, it was you know, with those twenty-one shots. I actually felt it was like one of the best we've protected him mm. uh, all season. And I don't know. I, I, this is probably recency bias, but I do feel like we're quite good when we go down to ten men. In terms of, <laughs> I'm not saying uh, as you said to me, maybe we should start next week with yeah. ten men. We might actually have to the amount of uh, injuries and suspensions we've got now. But, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, but I feel like yeah, we're quite. It, it almost brings out the best of us. I think in a sort of. You know, we just need the bare, uh, like the bare minimum attacking from the team, yeah. and everything else is like be ultra disciplined, defend the box, allow the cross, but defend the cross, that kind it of thing. It did make me think. It did make me think out of this game with Burke and Musa being fit as well. There might be an option, you know, to play as a counter attacking team. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I, just purely because we played the arguably the best we played all season yesterday. Yeah. Certainly in the defensive sense. <clears throat> And we still look to threat. And you start thinking, I don't know, look at teams like Newcastle who play like that every week. Mm. Uh, and obviously they've got better strikers than us and all this sort of stuff. But I don't know if that may be the best way for us to go because we did look organised and we did look as solid as we have all season. Yeah, I think it's absolutely the best way for us to go. I mean, look, we're not going to... Uh, there isn't a switch we can flick where we suddenly become a possession team. Um, no. And we, we're just missing too many kind of key pieces to get back to... Yeah, the, the, the overlapping and all that has, has completely vanished. Uh, flexed so out of form that he can't be doing these runs from midfield anymore. It's just not happening. Lundstrom's just, well, he's not going to be here for a start, is he? So, you know, we're not getting those lumb bursting runs uh, back and forth. Mm. So we, we've said what's our identity. Maybe that, that could be it. Maybe a counter-attacking team. Moose, Burke, McGoldrick, you know, it's it, it works well in this game, I felt. Yeah, Um yeah, I'm pretty disappointed with Flex since he's come back from his injury, to be I honest. They were, were awful. I, I, almost strangely bad, I felt. The in that uh, first 20 minutes. That free kick where Robinson passes it into his feet and he. Yeah. I mean, he's just miles off and, you know, they end up getting a, 
a counterattack out of it when you know it was clearly it was clearly a plan and uh, yeah. he either yeah. wasn't aware to it or uh, just wasn't physically. I have up no to it idea what's happening with, with, with him. I mean, we, we've talked about Norwood falling off a cliff and stuff. I think Norwood looks a bit slow. Fleck just looks like he's forgot how to play football a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, uh, it is weird and concerning and ultimately why we're going to get relegated. I think that most of our yeah. key players from last season have taken a step backwards rather than, and quite a yeah. big step backwards as well. I think you've got to play Osborne, aren't you now, to be fair? <laughs> not sure. You're not, you're not having that? <laughs> 50-50. I'm not sure. He did really well when he came on though, but yeah. this is a, this is another of those like absolutely tailor-made for Ben Osborne situations, yeah, I think. That's and fair. I, that's fair. Yeah. I don't, I'm, not saying, uh, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just not uh, completely sold on that being the right thing to do. But yeah. We'll yeah. see. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we're 1-0 up. Uh, and I just want to talk about the value of Oliver Burke here, I think, because uh, we almost and indeed perhaps should have been 2-0 up going into the last five minutes where yeah. Burke and Osborne lead the charge. Osborne plays Burke in. He takes that's a slightly heavy touch, but you know you need to go wider the defender, don't you? And uh, he, he still should it. score even after the touch on Irela or get it on target. Certainly at the target, yeah. And he uh, he flips it over the bar instead. I think that's the moment I thought they're going to equalise. <laughs> I was quite see. I think that was such a pivotal moment. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm. I, I just with Burke. I've talked about it before, and uh, I will try and briefly say it again. But until our other players bring more to the table just play the insane athlete like yeah. we don't have anyone like him and very good premier league defenders which uh which brighton center halves pretty much are they don't know what to do with him like he panicked Bra- them time Brian time tweeted, um the uh, defenders do not like him uh burke because of what he's got yeah uh, and what he has got is Extreme physical gifts that you know. Is it Ali McCoy's call him a specimen on the? Uh... A specimen, yeah, physical <laughs> specimen, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's obviously a very large human being who can move at very high speeds, and uh... he's got every attribute. And he's so frustrating when he misses those sort of chances. But at the same time, there is absolutely maybe Musa, but there's no one else other than that who who gets even close to being in that position because yeah. it's not just like where's Musa? He's, he's lightning Musa, and he is a better finisher. And he's technically better than Burke, but Burke's also good at, in the air, and and, mm. and he's strong. You know, he's he can hold a ball up, which which Musa is not the best at. Yeah, that's uh, that's it exactly. And I think also, um, you know, touch wood. I know he's he's not. Uh, this was only his second. Excuse me. No, he's only played one ninety minutes so far this season. Burke. Yeah. Uh, obviously, came on after half an hour in this one, but it does feel it does seem like he has the the you know the legs to keep going, doesn't it? I mean. It, it's, yeah, yeah, the... it always looks furious when he's uh, taken off. <laughs> I think I think his first couple of games of the season, he did look absolutely jiggered after you know twenty mm. odd minutes or something like that. But yeah, the amount of work he puts in, and obviously in this game, you know, he didn't play the full game, but he was uh, all the time he was on the pitch. So an hour, we were basically down to ten men, and he was you know having to you know run the channels, but also chase back as well. Yeah, I I think he. Is one of our few success stories this season, which you oh know. yeah, I think you think about the swap with Robinson, you know, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, we have got the best. Well, certainly from our circumstances, you yeah. know, West, West Brom may feel otherwise, but well, they'll, feel... they'll, they'll point to the fact that Robinson scored two and, and Burke's not scored, but for us, it's different. He's, he's more to it. I think there's, there's undoubtedly more potential with Burke. It just brings much more to our team than Robinson <clears> would, um, you know, and we. 
you know, that is kind of a low bar, as I said, calling that a success story. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's one of the few transfers that have really worked out so far, which again is weird because he hasn't scored, but and we've got I two know, points. But... But I don't think we get a draw in that game without Burke. No, and we just have we have to play him every single game. Play him every single game if we can, because as I say, until yeah. someone else shows me more, I just want to see him like tearing around, actually getting us up the pitch, leading counter attacks, creating chances as well. And yeah, he's he looks like a below average Premier League footballer in terms of like his technical ability. I don't feel like I'm being harsh in saying that. From what I think, you might be being a bit too positive. <laughs> to be honest, in terms of it's certainly in terms of his finishing, but you 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 do want to know if he gets a couple of goals in a row, does that all change? It's hard to say. I mean, they were starting yesterday; he's not scored in the last fifty-one games. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, to be fair to him, a lot of those games he played at wing back. He's not yeah. always played. I think he's he mainly played on the wing or at wing back in his last like whatever. But yeah, he needs a goal. He need. I'd love to see what it's what he's like after he's got a couple of goals. Whether those chances were what he missed yesterday. They yeah. go in, you know. I mean, it's not it's not donkey, is it? It's not like he can't play football. I mean, look, there's been some really oh, no, good no, little touches like that, and no. stuff. Um, it's and not think... like... Go sorry, ahead, sorry. sorry. No, no, go on. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something really harsh. I was gonna say, he's not Nick Montgomery up front, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's definitely not. And I, I've been quite... I think a little one of the sort of uh, question marks about him when we signed was his, like, um, uh, I guess, tactical awareness and, and, and discipline a little yeah, bit in terms yeah. of... Uh, not in terms of, like fouling people in terms of where you're supposed to be on the pitch at certain points. But yeah. I, I don't I don't feel like he has any sort of question marks over that now. I think no. he he presses intelligently and you know he makes his good good runs off the ball as well. And he's he does link up with teammates well. So yeah, yeah. I, I really like him. Uh and you know if he doesn't score but we are a better team with him in it, then I'll take that to be honest until uh until he's someone been shows directly involved else. into a Two of our last three goals, he's been directly involved uh, with them. You know, the, the goal against Man United is almost his goal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just he's the one that uh, blocks the pass and sets it up for sure. And uh, yes, yeah, his good touch in the build-up to this that ends up uh, ends up with Bogle scoring. So uh, yeah, but oh, by the way, Bogle, uh, I reckon this is the first blade to score on his league debut since Cameron Carter Vickers at uh, at Bolton in September 2017. Uh, hat tip to Kieran for. Tweeting me that one, I thought it was Clayton Donaldson, as did I many other Donaldson. people. Yeah, but uh, CCV outdid him by three days. So we played Sunderland on the Saturday, I think. Donaldson right. scored twice on debut, and then Carter Vickers on debut at Bolton. I was on holiday uh, for those two games, so I remember them quite clearly. It's like yeah, these so players are amazing. <laughs> Oh, you really? <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I'd actually just landed in uh, in Boston, and I was checking the score of the uh, Sunderland game. And I remember following the uh, following the Bolton one on my phone before going to uh, see the Red Sox on, yeah. uh, on Tuesday afternoon, as it was for me. So yeah, yeah I just obviously. remember thinking like, I do remember thinking like, I've got these two new signings. Like they're not even our first team as Carter Vickers, and you know, so I think Billy Sharp were injured at that point, which is why he missed uh, the derby, didn't he? Clayton Donaldson played. Yeah, I think so. But anyway. Regressive yeah, was... to back to <laughs> <laughs> back to, uh, to to the present day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but he did, you know he, he misses that chance, Burke. But I I don't know. Maybe I'm cutting someone too much slack here. But I was just like, well, kind of rough with the smooth, really. You know, yeah. we don't have that chance uh, if he's not on the pitch. I don't think in the first yeah. place. So you know, yeah, you you do take the rough with the smooth and hope that he sticks them away more often than not. But I'm not. I can't criticize him too much for 
for missing that chance, to be honest, when you look at the overall body of what he brings to the team. No, not at all. Um, unfortunately, we were so close to that precious first clean sheet, which, of course, would have uh, brought a first win along with it. But 87th minute, we, we suddenly embark on a new tactic of giving away free kicks to uh, allow Brighton to hump it into the area. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Osborne with the rugby tackle. No uh, no particular complaints about that one. Uh, should... no, well, I've introduced a fair tackle. Like, I've obviously been sarcastic. But... <laughs> yeah, in a, in a different sport, I think it's a fair tackle. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we don't really react very well to the free kicks to take it short, don't we? And uh, it, gets, it gets crossed in. I think Basham, uh, I think Webster runs across him and he, he sort of ends up slicing his header, miscuing his header. Unfortunately, straight to Danny Welbeck, the... Goal machine, Danny Welbeck, who's uh, who's just come on and he, he can't really miss from uh, four or five yards. Well, is it into the net? Danny Welbeck is uh, he is now thirty, by the way. I was reassured to see that yesterday. Really, um, I thought he might have been older than that. To be honest, I know. Well, this is it. I mean, he looks old now and he's been around forever. But I was like, yeah. oh, I bet he's about twenty-eight, and he but no, <laughs> he turned thirty in uh, in November. Much to my brother's relief, because uh, I think he was starting to panic that he might be the same age as Danny Welbeck for a moment. <laughs> um. And then we almost lost, and this annoyed me. Well, to be fair, we had a couple of decent opportunities ourselves, didn't we? Free kicks and stuff, which we sort of wasted, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, won a couple of corners. Yeah, um, I, I got to say, this this chance at the end annoyed me more than the goal we did concede, mm. because it went from like uh, a situation of oh, that's a shame that we've let this lead slip to oh, flipping out, we should have lost this game, really. Yeah, like, yeah. After all I think I felt better work. almost, though, for this missing, if that makes sense. I think I've, I came out of the game with more of a good point that. I think if we'd have just conceded and then not that chance out of happened, I might have been a bit more disappointed. But in yeah. the end, we were lucky to take the point. So We sort of defended it well, in a way, like in a sort of utter last-ditch carnage. Kind yeah, of brilliant from Baldock, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's... Um, is it Welbeck with the initial header? Yeah, it's the bar, yeah. Uh, oh, it was someone else. Oh, no, sorry, no. it was uh, Johanna Bakashaka who hits the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, uh, Johanna Bash. Follow up the cleared, yeah. Yeah, um, so it gets headed like back across goal. Uh, I think it's Basham or Egan heads it up in the air. Uh, the Brighton play. I mean, I just was like, oh, you know, here's the winner, bugger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've done it again. Another one goal defeat coming right up. But he uh, he heads it against the bar. It ricochets around. Baldock is first to it to. Uh, uh, he put his body on the line, really, because he got a massive wallop <laughs> on the, uh, for getting in the way of this and clearing it. Um, some praise for Ramsdale here, which didn't occur to me, um, mm. but David Priest, who is a goalkeeper coach and uh, writes and tweets a lot about um, uh, the art of goalkeeping, I suppose. Uh, mm. Yeah, chucked a, chucked a tweet out there saying, uh, you know, even though he doesn't make the save, Ramsdale, his action makes the header much harder because he properly charges and does a yeah. sort of Schmeichel-esque, make yourself absolutely as big as you possibly can. That's what I'm about to say myself. What, they do, what I do like about Ramsdale is when he's closing players down, stuff like that, when he comes running out, he does make himself really big. Yeah, and so, you know, we talked last week uh, on the last one about uh, a few technical flaws in his game, so only fair to uh, to put that one out there yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I mean, this is one of, best, one of his best games, I thought, Ramsdale. He made I mean... one mistake, which where the, well, I think it was a mistake, where the ball comes over the top and Connolly should have scored and he misses an open net at mm. 1-0. Um, but that's the only thing I think he did wrong. Yeah, I thought it was a good cross as well. I mean, it's like a... I, I, can, yeah. I can see it was, uh, you know, you could criticise him justifiably for that, but 
And at the same time, it wasn't like, you know, it was straight at him and it just no, slipped through his hands or anything like that. No. Um, yeah, handling was solid. I, I really wish he'd pass it out more because it looks like oh, I can so, do it. Oh, so frustrating, especially in the first half. I'm like, no. I know. Do I was like, oh. straight out of play again. But just, you know, how many times are we going to see him, like, first time it up the pitch and it, you know, one of their centre-backs just controls it on his yeah. chest without a blades play within, like, 20 yards. That was happening so much in that first half an hour. Or wherever yeah. or made the change. They, just going back to Ramsdale or a goal kick, booting it, give it them possession. They keep it for you know five minutes. Goes back to our goalkeeper, boots it. They have, you know, there was just nothing else going on. Yeah, and he clearly can pass. He did it a couple of times, didn't he? You know, just sort of like it's not like a defense split or anything like that, but you know, just basically just passed it into midfield. Like, yeah, I, I'd love to see us do that more often, and, and maybe we. Would if we have more had more points, so and maybe we will if eventually we're just like, look, it doesn't really matter anymore. Like, yeah, let's just like look what next season how we can play. Yeah, yeah, let's just play with a bit of freedom. So, um, yeah, good, uh, a, a good effort by him after you know uh, a really rocky one against Manu. Yeah, where, he bounced uh, back well. It's, it's important to say that because goalkeepers, we've seen with Pickford, you make a couple of bad games and it just goes on and on and on. So it's nice to see him sort of bounce back fairly quickly from that. Yeah, indeed. Um, and yeah, that was that was the last action. We defended that corner um, and uh, got away with the point that I think Brighton will definitely be frustrated they didn't win, but also probably a bit relieved that they did yeah. not lose to the worst team in the Premier League and uh, be the first team to be beaten by the Blades. And yeah, I felt pretty good about it afterwards. And like you, I uh, I watched most most of the uh, the subsequent games and kind of enjoyed. Yeah. Them. I was like, oh, this is this is unusual. This whole I'm better than Leeds. What we? <laughs> <laughs> um, just a few words on Brighton. I did find them quite annoying. I would say they were the most annoying team we've played since Bournemouth at home last season. Do you do you know what I'm where I'm coming from there? I do or? know where you're coming from. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a go at little girls again, man. But I'll, I'll refrain from using that uh, term this week. But I think you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> I I think it was five uh, injuries in inverted commas in the first twenty three minutes. I think it was. Um, the the highlight being Webster uh, he injured himself fouling one of our players from a corner. Um, I think that those that three of uh, Trossard, Morpé, and uh, and Solly March are, they're really something, aren't they? They are like the the archetypal what you think of as you know typical Premier League players. Yeah, like yeah, yeah uh, March in particular just their issues all the way through. He got the better of Baldock twice in the first half. Yeah, albeit in a. Uh, a way that won a very soft free kick yeah, both times. Yeah, that is true. And the thing is with Brighton, I've said all season, they'll be fine, Brighton, because I've watched the games. They've been, I don't know now, do you know, because Fulham looked decent against the, the bits I saw against uh, Newcastle. They're looking all right at the moment, Fulham, in fairness to them. Mm. I think they've got a few really good players who can win them games and stuff. Burnley are just Burnley. You know, they'll they'll get enough points, I think. Yeah. Brighton's got to be sort of getting a little bit worried now because they're not winning at all. Yeah, there there was it one home win this year. Or something, That's it, yeah. Twenty twenty, and that was against uh, Arsenal just after the restart when it went. And they've got Arsenal points. next in the relegation six pointer. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Arsenal by the way. The only team having it as bad as us, I would say, oh, this yeah. season relative to expectations. I don't think you can say that about anyone else. Surely? I think the Wolves. Uh, Travelling Blade said actually on Shore and Viewer, he said. Um, we need Arsenal to go down to take the attention away from us. No one will remember us going down with five points if Arsenal go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be asking a little bit, to be honest. Um, although Arteta does not look uh, does not look like he's going to stick around for very long, especially no. with his 
bizarre rant earlier if you've not seen about how 67% of the time they win that game or something yeah um, yeah I mean I, I like uh, I like statistics in football but I don't know what he's on about there to be honest well I know what he's on about but I think he's made a massive mistake yeah. putting that into the public domain yeah yeah completely I'm just looking at the table now Brighton's actually they've won two games all season and we've won none and we've been out we've been laughing his heads off the difference is obviously Brighton have got draws but two wins is poor so they've Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah, six uh, six draws. Yeah, blimey. Yeah, that's surprising actually. Yeah, I mean, imagine they just like battered all these teams, but still lost, haven't they? Yeah, I think, I like think, they're, they're, a... I think they're not the greatest. Well, they're not good at all. I don't think really in defence. To be fair, they considered twenty two. Even they considered twenty five. You know, we've been appalling. So, I don't think I don't think they can keep a clean sheet. And I think they score a few goals, but yeah, they've not had a killer start either I don't think no so, no uh, not at all I mean they had, a di- they had a really difficult first three games that they played Chelsea Man U I think and they played well in those games but lost but yeah yeah. yeah I mean I think it's I don't know I think it's definitely between the Burnley, Fulham and Brighton I, th- I know everyone's banging on about Big Sam coming at West Brom but I still think they'll go down because I don't think they've got good enough players Yeah, uh, and that, that game yesterday I mean just I sent you the XG didn't I yeah, that's that 0.02. I think I've ever seen 0.02, but they were one shot from 35 yards out straight at the keeper, that were it. <laughs> that's that's why it's 0.02. Yeah, I know they'd have to turn men, but uh, yeah, I I think as I said before the um, before the West Brom game, I would be very surprised if uh, either of those teams stayed up, to be honest. Yeah, I think us two so. are definitely going to get sort of stranded at the bottom, but I think Brighton are going to be looking over the shoulders, to be honest. Yeah, well, maybe we can pick up some more points in the uh, coming weeks and uh, make them make them even more worried. But yeah, it's just it's it's weird in a way, you know, that we I guess the baseline for this season is now so low that I'm like, yeah, good, you know, good job, point away from home. We you know stopped this losing streak uh, overall, but also I guess it's the first time we've uh, not lost an away game since uh, Burnley, I reckon. Wow, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's incredible. So that's, yeah, that's like what? What was that like? June, July, yeah. something like that. Oh, wow, yeah. I, I don't have the numbers, but um, I mean, it's that's got to be like ten games, aren't it? That include if you throw in the Burnley games, oh, that was a draw, I guess. And yeah, 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 yeah. I think eight or nine. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Won them with that Palace away. Uh, I think it might have been Sanderberg's yeah. debut. Madness. That's like that's nearly a year ago. Don't do that. <laughs> what year are we? Twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's hard to keep track of what's um what's happened in this year and what's yeah. happened in previous years. To be honest, I'm just going to check that. But I think you are right. Uh, yep, last away win was indeed first of February, twenty twenty. So yeah, it's it's ten uh yeah ten months now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Overall, just just felt kind of good about it. To be honest, like I mean, just. It's nice having a couple of positives you can take from the last few games. Um, my, my daughter is not. I could hear that. Actually. I never normally hear her, but yeah, I could hear her in the background. <laughs> She's like, no, what are you on about? <laughs> a point away at Brighton is useless. <laughs> but overall, I felt good about it. Is same or you? Is there is there a part of you that's like, uh, oh, you know, we, we needed to win that one if we were going to have any chance and disappointing, are we? I'm not just saying it for effect. I've completely given up on a staying up. So I'm just looking at performances now, and I think that were more like us. I think it's good for Wilder uh, because there's obviously a few voices now, a few more voices coming out saying he's got to go and all this sort of stuff. They're quite clearly still playing for him, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. It's it's, a, it's been a good response, not an amazing response, but no. a good response from Southampton. And because I, I did fear after that Southampton game, I thought if this carries on for two or three games more. 
where we play that, I think he's going to have to go. Not because I want him to go, but I just don't see how you can carry on. Mm, yeah, we talked about that before, after Southampton, before Man U, yeah. didn't we? It's like, it's almost just like impossible for him to still be the manager if we keep playing like this and losing every week. So, yeah, yeah the last two are a good response. And, you know, it should be noted that we we just keep losing more and more players, don't we? You know, mm. so Robinson hasn't trained all week. Berger's now out for the majority of the rest of the season. Lundstrom's going to miss the next few games. Lundstrom might never play again, you don't know, do you? Because obviously with January coming up. Yeah, that would in some ways be quite a fitting last act, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think... Actually, I just want to, I'll double check what we're talking about. I'm sure I read yesterday that Lundstrom was sent off on his debut against Sheffield United, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, let's see if I can find this. He does like a meaty challenge. Uh, he does, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, yeah, his debut came in a 4-0 loss against Sheffield United. That was his debut right. for Scunthorpe, apparently. So, yeah, it would be a, a fitting way to end his uh, Blades career anyway. It was uh, a hefty over-the-top challenge that leads to uh, leads to a red and almost, almost leaves us completely in the mire with another defeat. But no, the team uh, and the manager as well, a good plan, well executed and... I think really that's all I kind of want to see for the rest of the season. That'll yeah. that'll kind of do me from here. And like I say, I'd like, I'm quite interested to see if we can get on with this counter-attacking game. And I think we're going to have to change tactics now. I just don't think we've got enough players to play three-five-two. Yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to, doesn't it? Um, all right. Anything else to say about uh, Brighton? Old uh, Old Morpé didn't score against us no, this time. No, I, is... I just like to mention. I thought Basham were fantastic. I know it was sort of. Maybe at fault in a way for the goal, it's on the back of the head. Maybe could do better, but overall, excellent performance in midfield again. He's massive for us, like being yeah. able to just put him into midfield on the fly as well. You know, not just not bring him on as a midfielder, but it's like okay, we can now flip our entire formation. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm as on... well. I did see as well. I think he's looking so confident at the moment, which is weird because obviously the bottom of the league. But I think it's the most confident I've ever seen him play. Mm, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, good. Good, uh, good stuff by them. Right, a point. We're on to two points. That's that's great stuff. We've got uh, Everton coming up on Boxing Day. Before then is of course Christmas Day. And just to finish off the podcast, we're going to uh, we've got a few fantasy Christmas gifts for members of the Blades uh, squad and setup. I suppose. Yeah. Um, do you want to? I'll let you start. Who who uh, who do you want to uh, give a gift to, and and what should it be? I've gone for John Egan, and I'm going to give him a keyboard because I think it's time for a new ditty. Uh, we wrote, he wrote the other one, didn't he? The Ali, 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 halfway through the promotion season. So maybe yep. he needs to, you know, sit down at his keyboard. I don't know if he's got, a, you know, if he can play it, whatever. Come up with a new tune about staying up against all the odds. Maybe that's what we need to spur us on. Yeah, well, Duffy, Fleck, and Norwood are uh, exactly. Yeah, you either, have to change either... it to Basham and Perdue <laughs> and Bogle and, and Rodwell. It might be this week. <laughs> Rodwell, yeah, <laughs> that's good. I, I also have a gift for John Egan, but it's a spa weekend. The man, man needs to relax after all the work he's putting in. Yeah, take a, take the weekend off. Uh, go lie in a bath of mud or whatever it is people do on spa weekends. And uh, put some put some Enya on. Maybe yeah, 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 yeah. Chill out, a bit of Brian Eno. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think Baldock, uh, he needs a punching bag. Get one in the garage. Um, you could put Does a he, though? Or is that just going to make him even more angry? <laughs> See, I did think that, but I think it could be a productive channeling yeah. of that aggression. Um, he could put a picture of uh, Luca Dean's face on it as well, seeing as <laughs> he's about to go up against him on Boxing Day. And uh, yeah. those, those two like tangling with each other. So like let's not let's not have another red card. Just, just punch a picture of him instead. Yeah. Uh, who else have you got? Uh, I've got Jack Rodwell, but... Because he's not doing anything, is he? I mean, but he might have to now. So maybe this is a, you know, maybe I'll kiss on this gift back. But I've just gone for knitting needles because I think he needs a new hobby. <laughs> and he's not doing anything at the moment. So he could, you know, knock us up a new kit to replace his awful home one that we've got. <laughs> yeah, this cursed home kit, yeah. Well, he could also have an edge cutter because I thought my, my neighbour has been cutting his edge every day for the past 15 years, I'm pretty sure. Every <laughs> single morning at 7am he's cutting something. And he seems quite happy. You know, and he's retired. So yeah. I tell- Rodwell's technically retired. So. <laughs> so the the path to true happiness. Um, well, on a similar, on a, on a cutting related theme, uh, I'd like to give McBurney a beard grooming kit because I, I think he I think he needs to grow it back. It's I'm not sure what word I can sort of politely use, but I, I, it just looks too unsettling at the moment. With his little tash. It's just not quite no. right. I don't know. He looked better before. I think he just it just looks a bit odd at the minute. He I mean. It's a strange thing for me to say. I'm sure for anyone who's seen Marmosh, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, get yourself uh, get that beard grown back in, Ollie. Because uh, yeah, I think I think you you look more intimidating as a striker with that one. Um, I had Aaron Ramsdale on my on my gift list, but I'm not sure what gift works best for him. Just something that will put a smile on his face. Just want to see mm. the kid smile at this point. <laughs> just, yeah, the Aaron yeah, Ramsdale yeah, yeah. face is just like this kind of perpetual frustrated disappointment all season. So I don't know if it's a, a a massive bag of sweets to kind of give him a sugar <laughs> high or like, or a visit from Santa or something like that, yeah. or a, a, I don't know, a stupid comedy DVD. Les Dennis like autobiography. That. That's, that. uh, yeah, that, <laughs> dealing with adversity, that'd be a good one. Uh, who else have you got? Uh, this is self-explanatory straight off. Uh, Moose, we fit. <laughs> <laughs> Get this man fit finally. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed, and uh, yeah, a, a nice healthy Christmas dinner as well. Hopefully. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 completely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel Lots slightly bad for saying veg round. Say that again. Send him loads of veg round. <laughs> <laughs> slightly, uh, slightly harsh this one, but Jaggy Elk, I think uh, pipe and slippers. Just yeah. get those feet up. Don't we've got it from here, Phil? Don't worry about I, it. I we're gonna go for a stair lift. But <laughs> I didn't bother you. It's like a bit harsh. Uh, for Jackie Longthrow, I've gone for mm. actual Soccer 3 on the PlayStation. Okay. Uh, do you ever play it? I don't think I did, actually. I, I, I missed that one. I was, I was more of an international it. superstar soccer player myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is on PlayStation 1. You could swear throwing's an actual Soccer 3. And he's Fantastic. obviously got an unbelievable long throw. So if he starts playing actual soccer, he learns how to swerve as well. Can you imagine that? Like, swerving <laughs> round. That'd be incredible. So, yeah, actual Soccer 3 for Jackie Longthrow. Maybe that's what... Uh... If if only he'd been training this week, that's what um yeah. that's what he'd been working. Yeah, and maybe that's why he hasn't been playing because he hasn't developed the swerving throwing yet. That was what Wilder meant when he said he's not done enough in training. It's only moving like three degrees in the air. Yeah, so yeah, 25. he needs to spin it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Lundstrom. I mean, as you say, sounds like he's on his way out. Uh, I think yeah, most likely destination is probably one of the. Uh, the big SPL clubs, I reckon, because I don't see a Premier League team coming in for him. So, yeah. 
I think the timeout guide to Glasgow. Something uh, <laughs> yeah. start, start preparing now for your your move to Celtic or Rangers. I think. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my I think my last one was uh, a new front door for Chris Wilder because we made such a big thing about not leaving via the back door, and yet yeah. that is. Uh, that is what we've done a whole lot so far this season. Really so the last two games have maybe tainted this one a little bit, but yeah, a new front door for the team to collectively leave through when we lose yeah. this one. Maybe uh, maybe door deals can cut us a, a good bargain <laughs> as well with our past affiliation for them. Anything? Uh, any others to finish off? The only one I've got is Sander Berger. I've just got him a year's membership to his local swimming pool because I need. I think he needs to know how to dive. <laughs> because he, he constantly like gets fouled and never dies. Just learn how to dive, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Get him that on the is top good. board, checking out his dives. Just somebody just go and give him a quick push from behind. <laughs> just uh, style it out on your way into the pool. Yeah. Excellent, love it. Well, there we go, mate. It's uh, the last pod before Christmas. Um, so yeah, I guess just to finish off by uh, wishing yourself and indeed all our listeners a very happy Christmas and. Uh, yeah, stay safe and enjoy yourself. And uh, I guess we'll be back post Boxing Day if you've not eaten yourself into oblivion. And, uh, yeah, stop. and likewise for myself. Yeah, stop these dark beers. But yeah, it should be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. It's eight o'clock kickoff on uh, Boxing Day. Do you remember last year? There's all the rumours that it was going to be yeah eight o'clock kickoff then, and everyone was like eyeing up a massive all day session. It doesn't really matter now, does it? Cause you can't do anything. So. <laughs> no, exactly. So uh, yeah, we'll be back um, after Boxing Day. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully another performance in line with this one. I'm not going to go as far as to suggest a win because Everton are indeed yeah. a very good team. Uh, sat in fourth place right now, in fact, and just five points off the lead. And obviously uh, Calvert-Lewin's uh, coming to town again. Actually, is this, this is at home, right? Yeah, it yes, is it is. Yeah, yeah. Line, yeah. yeah, so uh, chalk up another one for DCL. And yet another... We're going to get yet again the, uh, oh, can you believe Sheffield United sold him for one million and yeah, now he's one no. of the best strikes ever. No. We were in League One. We had to sell him. <laughs> Same thing as... Uh, the same tedious storyline as uh, the Ramsdale sale and rebuy, but there we go. We've got that to look forward to anyway. Yeah, looking forward to that. Big time. Is anyone Besic? Maybe he'll come on and score a world. <laughs> Where is Charlie? He's not still playing from, is he? I think he's still there. I think he had another year left in his contract, didn't he? So he did. Uh, yeah, I think he is still there. Yeah, Wikipedia is not saying otherwise. I think he was free to leave, but hasn't actually left, has he? Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be a that would be a, a bitter twist for Christmas. So let's try and we'll avoid that one. Um, <laughs> where where where's the the view from Brighton? Were they? Uh, I mean, they must have just been a wash with relief that uh, they didn't lose to us. Be the what, first team. Lot of Potter out. Potter ball is no longer considered Whoa. the greatest thing of all time uh, in Brighton. Um, but yeah, they, they want a Potter out. They're, they're basically. Like, I mean, just got a couple players just having a quick look here. absolutely seething there is absolutely no hope now with Potter it's absolutely disgraceful we haven't beaten a side playing with 10 men who have 12 defeats in 13 games uh, and all on thanks for your efforts Graham you can go now um, fantastic point against 10 men of a side that have uh, already forced a fantastic draw themselves against Fulham this season Potter balling at his best <laughs> <laughs> I suppose when you put it like that the uh, 10 men 12 defeats out of 13 thing yeah, yeah. you you probably are going to skew pretty uh, pretty unhappy, aren't you? I feel yeah. like uh, Graham Potter, like I don't know, he's almost starting on a negative because of Potter Ball. Potter Ball, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. just don't, yeah. I mean, what do we call it? Tufty Ball, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't hear that phrase much because we're fair anymore. <laughs> we, need either, but... <laughs> we need to reinvent it. As I said, new front door. Let's yeah, go. New We've, front uh... door, new keyboards. Let's 
get back to it. Come on. <laughs> the last two games, though, something to uh, something to enjoy, if not a vast haul of points. But who knows, mate? We may uh, maybe we'll pick up as we head into the new year. At least we're not going to the new year on one point anyway. So yeah, yeah. There was something. one comment on Brighton which might resonate with a lot of our fans as well. Yeah, where one of them said the problem with our fan base is there is too many Premier League groupies looking to sack the manager all the time. Hmm. I think that's true of every club, right? It seems, <laughs> seems that way. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Um, well, I'd be surprised if uh, Potter is indeed in any danger. But um, yeah, thanks for one point, Brighton. But it would have been nice for three for sure. Uh, so yeah, check out the view at uh, roysviewfrom.com, and you're of course at Panchero on Twitter. Yes, uh, I am at BlazePod, and uh, yeah, we'll finish there, mate, and uh, be back after Christmas. So. Happy holidays, happy Christmas to you. I will talk to you later. Yeah, happy Christmas, mate. Cheers. Cheers, and uh, yeah, happy Christmas once again to all our listeners. Uh, We'll be back in a few days. Big thanks to Andrew. Thank you, as always, to yourself for downloading and for listening to this podcast. And finally, a big thank you to a sponsor of BlazePod, and that is, of course, Glistening Kicks. Now, do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris. They'll give laces, shoes and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield, and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast, and reliable courier service, so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should also mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans, and they now offer a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers, or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life that you think needs cheering up, uh, which is probably all of them, I guess, uh, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you. Thank you.